Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NFT Outer Space podcast. We are a group of three NFT creators with a mission to spread the word about NFTs and educate the community about all crypto art subjects. We aim to host a place where we highlight and uplift the work of amazing people in the space. These chats happen live via Twitter spaces. We record them and we convert them into this podcast to the benefit of anyone who wants to refer to the content at a later time. We hope you enjoy the conversation and have as much fun as we do. And tune in for more podcasts from our Outer Space series. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos al podcast de NFT Outer Space. Somos un grupo de tres creadores de NFT con la misión de educar a la comunidad de manera orgánica sobre todos los temas relacionados con criptoarte. Nuestro objetivo es crear un lugar donde resaltamos y elevamos el trabajo de personas increíbles en el espacio. Estos chats ocurren en vivo a través de Twitter Spaces. Los grabamos y los convertimos en este podcast para beneficio de quien quiera referirse al contenido posteriormente. Esperamos que disfruten de la conversación y se diviertan tanto como nosotros y sintonicen más episodios de nuestra serie NFT Outer Space. Here, good morning, Charmaine, Hussein, who is a world builder and a lore lover using stories to create an empathetic, inclusive metaverse. She brings 25 years of experience creating movements that matter for Fortune 500 brands, top five retailers, and global nonprofits. She's worked with celebrities and been to the White House, but feels most at home in her magical, magical world called the Enchanted Valley. Welcome, welcome, Charmaine Hussein. Honored to have you here this morning. Join us in sharing your journey. And let's start and uh, just jump into exactly that. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about what or who inspired you in your early years to be an artist and a creator. The floor is yours, Charmaine. Uh, thank you, Jimena, for that question. It's such a pleasure to be here and see so many friends in the audience as well. So I just want to say a quick hello to, uh, you know, to uh, you guys, you know who you are. Um So yeah, I'm Charmaine Hussain, a Pakistani artist with a rhyming name. <laughs> And I think my name tells a lot about how my journey started. I was born in Canada while my dad was there for uh, disability treatment. We moved back to Pakistan when I was about five. And I had a Canadian passport and a Canadian first name. And I think that became kind of a little bit of my story. Somebody who was transplanted, you know, into a new country at the age of five, you would think I wouldn't remember anything. But I remember distinctly being really, really happy in Canada and really having a hard time um when when we moved back we moved back to a really really small town it was super conservative i i belonged to a religious community that is very insular and it was difficult it was really difficult and i had all these memories of like ladybugs that pakistan you know in my region you never see or superman dressed you know people dressed in superman costumes and you know all these like funny things that were very canadian and i held on to those memories like a talisman throughout my youth when you know i was being told that um that uh there's only you know the 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 small community of people are the only people going to like heaven everyone else is going to go to hell everything needs to be within the community it's our inner circle it's the only right way and my mind would just refuse to accept that it would refuse to accept like so many things um that i was being told I was in this beautiful region, Jimena, where, uh, you know, it was part of the Silk Route. It, it was the greater area around the whole Indus Valley civilization. It was a place that at one point attracted the largest number of Sufis, like Rumi, Sufi poets and philosophers, uh, you know, who had come there and sort of made their home. Not Rumi, but people like him. And they were like very much artists, storytellers. You know, there was like all this tradition of beautiful art that would show up in the tiles of, you know, uh, mosques, 
our carpets were very intricate, the patterns in our clothing, block printing, murals. You know, there was art and poetry and stories left behind by these traders who had come through the Silk Road that were international and old that were all like sort of around me, but not in my immediate like home and my community, you know? And so that that contrast of like reaching through and sort of like wanting to learn and expand my mind is kind of like what I remember about growing up. When I was 16, I was engaged to be married and uh, I broke that engagement off. It lasted for a very short time. But, you know, every day I was like, this is not me. I'm not meant to be married, you know, uh, at 17. I'm not meant to get married to this person who's 11 years older than me. And I broke that off and I, you know, was desperate to like sort of escape and found my way uh, to uh, applying to these universities that give scholarships. And I got into Stanford and, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I, I just wish sometimes I could go and look at what I must have said in my application, but they gave me a full scholarship and I was able to come to the U.S., uh, and my journey changed. I uh, met my husband here who um, is from uh, India. I'm from Pakistan. He's like a Hindu, our countries. And again, that was one thing I was raised to believe, like, our, you know, complete like enemies. Uh, you know, if I had grown up and somebody would have told me that I would be eventually finding myself married to someone from India, I would never have believed that. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, we got married. Um we were able to actually con- convince our conservative families, you know, to let us get married. And then I had my immigrant life, you know, uh, working in business. I went to Bain and Company. I went to Kellogg Business School. I was just like, you know, trying to prove to like my family that they didn't make a mistake by letting me get married, proving to everybody that I was worth something, a huge imposter syndrome, the entire time feeling guilty that I even came to Stanford when I knew there were so many better qualified people in my school. I just carried this huge chip on my shoulder and it that fear of failure like propels me forward to do, you know, in, in the traditional corporate world, like amazing things. I got an internship and a job offer at Coke. Uh, I ended up getting my first choice job at Clorox and stayed there like almost nine and a half years, always getting promoted first in in this class system that they had created for us, where they would make all these smart people from amazing schools internally compete. And I was always like, I don't belong. And then I would just get promoted. And I was doing all these things that were all wrong, accumulating wealth, trying to think that like, you know, material stuff is what will give my child the best future. And then my child came out at 14. And right before he came out, I started finding out that he was extremely unhappy. I learned that he'd been bullied a lot in school. I learned a lot of stuff where I felt like a complete um, shock. Because in doing all these things that were expected of me and in trying to prove myself to other people, I had only one child and my child was everything to me. Um, I had failed him. Uh, So I actually left work, helped him get to a better school that was like much more, you know, liberal. And, and, and that's when he came out actually. So um, he was, you know, um, very young, 14. And, uh, and it just, you know, Jimena, there's like my life before my child coming out. And then there was my life after my child coming out. Uh, and we can talk a little bit about how that's influenced everything since. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. No, th- this is insane. Um, yeah, the, the more I hear you, the more I hear your story, um, the more I connect with you. You know, I, I am still in the trenches, you know, of figuring so many things that you've already figured out, you know, I so much relate with, you know, the, I don't know, like the corporate uh, dream life, the American dream, right? The titles, the executive track, and the feeling so much disconnection, but getting the promotions and also 
in all honesty, also feeling validation from from the paycheck, right? And uh, then also finding myself at a place that was completely dark and, um, you know, the recurrent issues uh, with anxiety and depression and mental health and feeling like, you know, in a place where I was like chasing something that was never achievable. Um, and I just so appreciate you for sharing all this, uh, things. And then you talk about motherhood and, you know, how you feel like you failed your kid. And I want to just give you a huge hug because you haven't, <laughs> um, because, you know, you've, you've done the best that you could at every single moment of your of your life and I you know I just relate to all of these feelings as well my kids are you know much younger three and five and there's no one day that goes without like me feeling kind of those feelings too like you know and yeah um I appreciate you deeply and this is uh, just touches me and, and it's why I'm choking in my words a little bit um, and I yeah and yeah I kind of want to like in this you know w with this you know just background of okay Charmaine at what point art comes to place and at what point um, and how I guess you use all these different incredible hats of leadership, you know, like uh, one thing that I always kind of bring light to is like short thing, like it was a very disconnecting kind of purpose, but I can tell you that every single hat, like the mom hat, the partner hat, the corporate America hat has served me uh, more than even expected within these last uh, 12 months, you know, of the NFT space. So let's kind of sh like switch gears a little bit and let's talk about NFTs and you becoming an artist and jumping into this wagon. Um, and then we'll go with Danielle. Unless, Danny, if you want to like, ch uh, you know, chime in, uh, that's totally fine too. But uh, yeah, the question is, the story behind your art and the NFTs and kind of that I'm sure it was a huge step of courage and a leap of faith because you're like, well, I've never maybe sold an NFT. I don't even know what this is. I don't even know like how to do it. So love for you to, you know, to just walk us through that. Sure. So, yeah. So I think like covering the, the first part of my story, um, when I, I quit work, I took to activism. And, and what I've realized, and it's taken me a long time to realize this, is that fundamentally, it didn't matter if I was a young kid trying to explain to my parents how I felt and why I thought, like, you know, love is the only religion worth pursuing, or if I was applying and, you know, writing an application to come to college or talking to an interviewer in my first, second, third job, connecting and, you know, uh, doing case studies in university or, um, you know, creating packaging. I worked for this large corporation, some of the best advertising uh, companies and creative minds in the world, huge campaigns. I've worked with like Keith Urban and Tim McGraw and like every retailer, major retailer, and small ones in the U.S. has at some point had something that I've designed in their stores. Every major television network has played an ad that I was responsible for and participated in the creation for. Major magazines, all of this stuff that I was doing at the same time, at the very core, at the very end, all had the same thing that I was doing. The way I walked through the world was as a storyteller. And, and uh, you know, Diana, Danielle, I mean, that is my art form. 
I am at core a, a storyteller and I use the power of stories and I'm agnostic of the medium. You give me a cereal box, I'll find a way to tell a story on it. If you give me a pen, I'll start sketching, try to tell a story through it. If you give me right now a mic, I'm going to be telling a story through it. Um, so that is at core the artist that I am. I'm a, I'm a deeply like, you know, spiritual storyteller. And that came to front when I, for the next seven years of my life, started learning first about my child, thinking I was going to fix my child, learning that, you know, what I needed to fix my own mindset. And then after that, being very passionate about trying to fix the world and make the world a better place for my child. And it sounds like grandiose, but I literally was like a mama bear on a warpath, trying to say that I would not leave the world the same, sorry, I'm gonna choke up, but I was not gonna leave the world the same for my child, uh, the way I found it. I did not want his first years of being incredibly bullied for being queer, for being trans or gender non-conforming to be the way his the rest of his life would go. And so everywhere I would get a platform or a mic, I would be telling the story and I was teaching him to tell his. And through that process, we changed a lot of things in in our city, then our state, and then in the country and now internationally as well. We've been, as you know, Jimena, to the White House at Biden's invitation, we've worked with all the different school systems. We made change happen. And that's when I came into the NFT space. COVID happened. My child had just gone to college and come back. I was seeing that, uh, you know, uh, just stuck at home. And I found uh, a pen and then I started finding paints and I started finding all these things. And, you know, for a year I had been nonstop creating uh, and it was something new for me, the the actual visual art part of it, where I was doing the art and not working with a team of people to create was something new. And then it was my birthday. 29th of March is my birthday. And somebody a week before invited me to Clubhouse. I stumbled into the NFT rooms and just with a desire to do something new uh, and just completely on a whim. I'm like, I don't know what NFTs are. I wasted a lot of money. And I posted some stuff on Rarible and it sold. And I think that was my uh, introduction and my beginning of like this whole NFT journey where then as I learned more, I realized that um, we are in a global marketplace for the first time within my mind a bunch of global storytellers using music, using art, using every form of creation to tell their own stories that are diverse, that need to be heard. And that if I want to make the kind of change that I've promised myself, that I'm going to leave the world better for my child than when, you know, he won't have the same kinds of childhood issues uh, that I had to go through because I had a really troubled childhood and that, you know, people like him, will feel safe and whatever I can do with every moment that I have, I'm going to do it. The NFT space in the metaverse, there can be no better place than that. And so my art became about telling first my own story early on. Then I created an Enchanted Valley in um, July to use, uh, you know, a folklore and folk tales and sort of like my historical you know, the, the type of art that I make because I'm self-taught in a traditional sense, I haven't ever gone to art school. It really, really draws from like very like, you know, intuitive uh, sort of like I, I, I make art in a very intuitive way, drawing inspiration from the types of patterns and sacred geometry and colors that I grew up with. I was doing all of that by myself and always just telling the story of like love and inclusion, gender, you know, uh, equality, um, you know, uh, the right uh, and the space for women, all through stories. And then and then people started joining me. And uh, the 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 vision that I had, you know, sort of started growing and becoming bigger and bigger, thanks to all the people who were partnering with me and making it happen. And now it's a shared vision that I that I co own with 20 other people. And so that's kind of a little bit of my NFT journey, Jimena. Jermaine, um, I'm in love with your art, but let me tell you a personal story. By, I'm, a, I'm an 80s kid. Um, I'm a Colombian. 
person. So for us, our influence, uh, our media influence by, by the 90s was mostly American and Mexican. Um, but by then, a lot Disney's Aladdin came up and it was super of wide opening to me, wide eye opening to me in terms of uh, getting to know pieces of the Arabic culture. But in 1995, um, an important event took place in the city where I am from and where I currently live, which is Cartagena. Uh, and it was the non-aligned summit of countries. Uh, and my dad was a Navy officer by then and he had the honor to be the political, sorry, the, the the attache for Benazir Bhutto because Pakistan was here participating and he was his personal attache when 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 she visited she and her and her uh, committee visited visited Cartagena. So after after they left uh, they left us well my, my father they left us with a book of photographies from Pakistan uh, a very impressive carpet silk thread carpet that we still. Uh, that is still here in our house, very well preserved, and some uh, cushions that were by then mirror cushions, uh, they were portraying mandalas. So that opened to me even more my interest uh, to, the, to, the, to the Southern Asia culture, which again, by then our, my influence was just American and Mexican. So it drew my attention to their culture, your culture, their art and everything around them. I'm in love with your Instagram because I see traditional, very traditional values, the mandalas. Uh, did, did you just mention the sacred geometry and I teared a bit. So which elements of your tradition, which traditional elements from your culture you have purposely bring uh, to your art? For me, I when I um, close my eyes and start like, for the visual art part of it, when I start making things, it just instinctively, uh, you know, ends up looking like things I grew up with. So, you know, there is this element. And then, of course, being in the NFT space and getting exposed to everyone else, what I realized was, you know, you said your art, Charmaine, and I really believe, Daniel, that it's our art, right? Every human being has a right to the global heritage of artists and artisans, all unnamed, by the way, all these people, that, that pillow, uh, you know, case that uh, you were looking at and that carpet now joins us, right? But you don't know the name of the artist that made that carpet. I don't know the name of the person who created that pillow cover. And those, those artists and artisans, the unnamed ones, I call them, are the people I honor when I sit down. I always say, okay, through this pen, you know, flow, all of the energies of the people who've come before me let me honor it like I'm very meditative when I'm doing it and I always every piece that I've made is connected to a piece before so maybe people don't realize that but I make and break mandalas and art so the first piece I've ever made and the last piece I've made they're all connected because I'll always take a little part of what I've made before and bring it to the next one and in that doing, that is my own spiritual practice. It doesn't matter if anyone ever sees it or not. I'm like, you know what? I'm continuing this chain of like constant improvement. I'm not going to judge myself. Look, this has a piece of what came before. Means whatever I did before was important. And before me, there were all these other people. What they have done is important. It doesn't matter if they were known. It doesn't matter if, you know, uh, their hands were cut off or they were like lost in the midst of time but they're flowing through me. I think of it that way. And in particular, for me, it's important because in the region that I'm from, really, like there were people from China coming through, leaving some sort of like, you know, art influence. There were people from, you know, all the Arab countries, but people from like all over. Like there's like, if you look back at the history of my my region, it's like people from Turkey, you know, all different parts of India, even though we're at war now. It is like it was for a while another kind of a global marketplace. And all of that influences me. And I take it for, with a very greedy heart. I will take any influence I can see from anywhere and then just incorporate it. And my style is my style because that's all I know how to do. Whatever in that moment comes out, comes out. I don't 
you know, even know how it happens. I, I, the courage to actually draw figures, uh, that's not something that like in the Islamic culture, people do not draw faces. That was something I learned right here. I was like doing these NFT women's uh, clubhouse rooms, NFT South Asian spaces, seeing a lot of wonderful art and just getting experimental. And uh, I remember like, you know, uh, starting to get very intrigued by these beautiful faces I would see on PFPs. And the first face I ever drew was here, like, you know, as a result of the inspiration that I got from the NFT marketplace. I think it was like June, July that I was starting to create these these characters and these faces uh, for Enchanted Valley. So all of it is, you know, it's my heritage, my influence, my capabilities and their limitations, uh, but it's all very spiritual for me. I love it, Charmaine. I am going to do a quick reset of the room uh, for anyone and everyone that just joined in. Um, also, thank you so much to everyone that's been listening in this morning uh, and all the friends, we see you. Um, so yeah, welcome to the NFT Outer Space series. These spaces are hosted by myself, obviously, Diana and Danielle who are incredible artists and photographers and community builders in the NFT space. And our mission is to spread the word about NFTs and educate the community about all crypto art subjects. We aim to host a place where we highlight and uplift the work of amazing people in the space. And we meet on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 2 p.m., both U.S. Central Time. This is a safe space for everybody. Everyone is welcome. Uh, and today we are interviewing our amazing NFT artist, community builder, uh, Charmaine Hussein. And in today's conversations, we're going through a set of questions, as uh, you've already noticed, to spotlight Charmaine, her story, her journey, and her upcoming PFP project uh, that is centered in inclusion and diversity. Um, we will have a Q&A at the end for questions uh, for anyone that wants to you know, come up and share flowers as well. Uh, I think that we're still working on uh, another detail that I'm not going to share yet uh, with, with Danielle. And uh, yeah, know that this is space is for our community. And if you have any feedback, if you have any topics, if you have any suggestions, or if you're listening right now and would like to be highlighted and uh, be in the spotlight here, uh, just DM us, DM Diana, Danielle, and myself, and we're happy to provide the times and, and bring you up. We do record these uh, spaces, so when you come uh, to stage and ask questions, know that these are being recorded, and we uh, post them as a podcast that you can find in any of the podcast platforms under the NFT Outer Space Show, NFT Outer Space Show. Uh, yeah, we hope that you enjoy this conversation, and we really appreciate everybody's presence and time and participation holding the space for Shanmen today. So yeah, with that said, Diana, uh, if you have a question, I'd love for you to take the stage. Thank you. Thank you, Jimena. Yeah, I, I've been listening uh, and hearing all about what Charmaine was talking about and really kind of uh, in awe of all the accomplishments and everything that you've done. And uh, you know, you, you, I'm going to go rewind a bit. You spoke a bit about motherhood. That also touched me. And I think we could, I feel we can do like a whole space just talking about <laughs> motherhood and, and, and all of that. And, um, and then your Enchanted Valley um, project seems, seems really beautiful and that it came about organically. Like the whole process seems, you know, very, very organic. Did you find all the community building yeah. around? Diana, I think we we lost you. And maybe, I don't know if it was just me. No. We lost you for about maybe two I seconds. Apologize. Yeah. I apologize. I got a phone call. You. Oh, you're you're good now. You're good oh, you're now. perfect. No, Someone you're perfect. called me and you've know got to hit that, that decline button really quick. <laughs> I feel bad all the you time are great. for the people calling, you know. <laughs> 
but anyways yeah hopefully it wasn't anything no 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 I apologize for that so uh, so basically my question is how did you find all the community building around the project like what experiences uh, can you share with with uh, with us here in the audience, everybody listening, about the whole process uh, around creating a PFP project and building that community? And uh, if you have like kind of any tips for people who are are thinking about doing something like that, or just your experiences in general of all of you know around all the community building, which is so important um, in the space that we're in. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky that I had those seven years of um, movement building, activism, you know, to rally. Our city was very homophobic in terms of its uh, its city officials <laughs> and, you know, rallying people and even eventually them to, to change the mindset rallying schools, you know, and always having to work with my child on my side, at my side, who really was the inspiration and a, a big driver in all of it. You know, I cannot emphasize enough that my teach my, my child was almost like my educator and, you know, uh, and the person doing most of the heavy lifting and the hard work. But then, you know, together we were like doing all these big sort of, you know, bringing the community, changing their heart, hearts and minds through stories and then then expanding that community and making it larger and larger so we could have bigger and bigger change. That experience was already with me and I'd seen how that worked out. So when I came into the NFT space and then especially with Enchanted Valley, the idea was how do we create a symbol of hope, of unity in the metaverse where everyone can feel seen and heard, that can be a home to everyone. The struggle was that I'd already been doing these sort of like, you know, Jimena was a big part of this. She was doing this with the Latinx community. You know, all of us in our own ways were trying to like make sure that voices weren't getting marginalized and people weren't getting like sort of like, you know, stepped over in this new Web3 world. And and it was hard, you know, you, you've seen the reports, like no matter how hard we were working, it just felt like an uphill battle because then sometimes you'd look at the sales report and you were like, oh, every group other than one, you know, one group is accounting for like 80% uh, of sales, 90% of sales. And, and, you know, we're, we're struggling. And I went back to the basics with the idea of, so it was very intentional the the growth has been very organic but my intention was very clear how do we do i create a valley which is like a place where people from like all these different you know areas like you can come from a mountain top and you can come from like the city behind the mountain and you can be anyone and any you know your name and your language can be anything and you can be really wary and then you reach this valley and you can settle down. There's water. There are like lush meadows. There's it's abundant and plentiful, and you know you can settle down. And with your neighbor who might look very different from you, you can start the beginning of a new civilization. I mean, Indus Valley civilization where I grew up was like that. Silicon Valley, where I now live, is like that. Valleys are magical places in my mind, and that was what I was trying to create. We are in some ways a PFP project in the sense that that's the first thing we're bringing out. But nobody, you know, in our company, our Enchanted Studios, thinks we're we're doing a PFP project. If you talk to them, they're like, we're we're making a movement, we're building a world, we're creating like a a, a, a magical, magical fantasy world that feels very real. We're going to be continuing to build it and create it and bring people into it for the next decade, you know, maybe the next five years, depending on who you talk to, everyone has the same consistent vision. We have a, a you know, a, every, every day in the morning I get up and I look at like, you know, our art. Uh, Violetta is amazing. She has this gorgeous vision. I get to 
work with her and just look at like character development and what are these beautiful characters and she's the one who's imagining all of that i just get to be part of that i get to work with ganesh who creates all these beautiful mandalas logos anything that you see on social media which is an art form how do you in a short like you know a screen space grab somebody's attention and with the fewest words tell a big story i get to work with him on that i we have now somebody who's like a musician who's worked with like so many like mtv you know all these different music channels big celebrities he's worked with i you know get to then spend my afternoons one onwards i'm doing lore building and world creation and looking at writing and you know creating characters with a emmy nominated writer who's worked on 20 projects where he, you know and produced stuff and everything like from like you know um gargoyles and iron man and like the mummies and all these amazing you know uh superhero action adventure fantasy works that like we've grown up seeing he's written episodes for them um so i am living this magical life where i get to create and and create and create some more using all the different art forms to tell a story i'm like the dreamer in the team i uh, it's my vision of course but then i get to participate with and and be with and learn from these amazing experts who are all just joining me they would never have joined me if it was just going to be a pfp project they've joined me because we want to create a pfp project even our first one with 1500 traits so that if you have vitiligo if you have like dark skin light skin big lips small eyes you have you know blindness you have whatever form of diversity we can imagine that we are experiencing in our own lives and we want to reflect it so we can see ourselves you know when we look at the 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 images we're trying to incorporate it is like a purpose it's a vision that we're all executing that's our joint one it keeps getting better as every new person joins our team they bring something of themselves in it and our community is now doing the same so that's kind of what i get to do every day and it's it's magic for me i really believe the valley is uh so needed this week has been particularly hard for everyone and it is such a privilege to um you know give fantasy as as an escape but also as a way of giving hope to people including myself you know to do hard work you need to ha- you you need to ha- <laughs> you need to have your soul at rest and i think the valley is where i go and i hope everyone else can go our team goes and i hope our community can go to just you know rejuvenate so we can then come back to the real world and do the thing that we need to do to make it more like the valley if you will I see the project Charmaine and and I'm watching the website right now. I remember I participated in the quests in the quest that where uh when it was being promoted. But let me tell you that I, I'm a very fan a huge fan of uh science fiction and fantasy, uh Lord of the Rings, uh you name it. And seeing this it transports me to literature, but also transports me transports me to video gaming, it transports me to huge efforts on art it's beautiful and i congratulate you not only for because i know there's a lot of you and in, in the project but putting together uh all of these incredible minds behind it and, and the whole architecture behind it it's just it's just not the art but it's also the full structure behind him and i again i congratulate you for that thank you so much and if if it's okay because i know in the nft space we always think about it as art but um it's art meets technology right and so i have with me a a co-founder now he was one of my earliest collectors of enchanted valley and then he and mena's ha- actually had a chance to meet him i think they're neighbors uh his name is himanshu and he is the co-founder and equally you know engaged and doing what i'm doing on the creative side he does on the technology side and so that allows us to really like go into these areas where we have plans to go into gaming to create and support you know all of that with even our first smart contract um and and i thank you so much daniel that you are 
sounds like influenced by very similar things that I am, <laughs> you know, ancient cultures, you know, fabric patterns. Sacred geometry. <laughs> I'm seeing the mandala that you're using on the website and I'm just mesmerized, in deep or mesmerized with it. That was created, Daniel, by Ganesh, who it's also part of our logo. We do co-creating, so it's very hard to know where any one of us stops and the other person starts. Like Our creative team is super collaborative. And on that, I think seven people, including like our technology guru, our co-founder, Himanshu, from him to Violetta, uh, to myself, we all got to play with a little bit. But it is actually the brainchild of Ganesh, who's a trained architect and also a symbologist. Um, it is part of our logo. It's the most magical object. Uh, it's called the artifact in our valley. And um, without giving too much lore away, I know this is going to be recorded and we have not shared this ever before. Uh, but the way it was created, that, that artifact, the way it uh, came to be was through um, people putting their differences aside and, and sort of joining hands and coming together to put all of the enchantments together to create this beautiful magical artifact it, it's a symbolic representation of this magical thing that hovers over a temple at the center of the valley we have a landscape designed by violetta somewhere that gives a little sneak peek into what the valley looks like and there's a, this temple in the shape of a flower and then this magical mandala kind of thing hovers above and glows with this light you know, uh, it's kind of the sun of the valley. So thank you. I, I do think it's beautiful. And the, the artwork itself incorporates South Asian influence, but Arabesque style as well, Celtic influence in there. And so we try to create like everything. We try to make it represent, you know, be very specific to Enchanted Valley, but also very global and very inclusive in its aesthetic. I, I have one last question, I promise. <laughs> The, the temple and the and the artifact was that drawn was that generated it's amazing it's beautiful it's incredible but that's my question our so the entire landscape was created based on the 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 valley is very specific and it's very stunning and it's very unusual we we didn't want to this early show what the entire enchanted valley this world looks like so we chose a bird's eye view in a certain way that could share some things with, while leaving a lot of other things a mystery. Violetta had not done a lot of landscape work for a while, but we asked her to because it's her creatures and her people that are going to be populating the valley. And we we're like, take a few days and let's see what happens. And she made this beautiful landscape. And then the actual temple has already been there, you know, it's part like, so in my imaginings, at that time, we didn't have our writer yet. But we but this idea of like a floral temple uh, was something that was already there. And he's the one who sketched it out. So the temple actually has a lot of details. It has all these different spaces and is multi-leveled. Uh, and so then how to do a bird's eye view of that temple without again giving too much away Ganesh, the architect, sketched it out, and then Violetta brought it in. Ganesh was the one who created the artifact, and then Violetta brought that in. And I worked on the animations. <laughs> so very collaboratively, we worked together. That's incredible, Charmaine. And it's, thank you for sharing what, whatever you can share from your project. It's amazing. Again, not just the art, but putting together all of this. It's amazing. Vismesh, you've been here long waiting, and we open the stage for you. Hey, everybody. Um... I just wanted to uh, give Charmaine some flowers and I wanted to highlight just one thing that I, I find are very important about the Enchanted Valley project as a whole. Um, when I entered this space, uh, uh, you know, just kind of navigating the world and trying to figure everything out about a year ago, um, I was having a conversation with a collector and he was telling me about like, hey, take a look at CryptoPunks and take a look at these me bits and, um, you know, notice that the lowest valued ones are the BIPOC ones. And so um, that was kind of super depressing when I saw that. And um, but then it's one of these things where price doesn't lie. And that's something that's just uh, a reality of the space that we're in. And so. To have a project that's being very intentional about the features and really supporting and highlighting 
uh, just BIPOC in general. I think that's super important and something that I'm very happy about and excited about too. Um, I'm an artifact holder. And uh, also a question that I have too for Charmaine, you know, you've mentioned an extensive like work and educational background that's, you know, helped you be very successful in building out the team. And so I was wondering, you know, what, I, and I've been really impressed just watching the team grow, how organized it is and um, cohesive it is, too. And I was wondering if you have any tips for, um, you know, uh, on how to build a good team and just like navigating that whole thing, because I think, you know, uh, what, what is the saying? You know, you can go fast alone or go far with other people. And it's like, is there um, like, yeah. How how have you been able to do that so successfully? Like it's 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 such a uh, monumental task to do that. Thank you so much, Bismesh. Thank you for wearing, uh, you know, one of uh, Violetta's beautiful enchanted beings. I really appreciate that. I see below, uh, you know, um, I think she just left. No, there you are. So MBM Cuz, thank you so much. Um, I uh, love you, Vismesh, first of all. And I hope everyone knows, like Jimena, Diana, Danielle here, who are constantly doing work, uh, you know, within their communities. You are doing so much stuff to bring attention to artists, um, you know, who are underrepresented. And by the way, Sui Love here is one of our team members, and she's created some magical stuff for us as well. And I love her, but all, all, so many people. So I guess I can't go down and start highlighting all the people who are amazing in, in this space. But um, Vizmesh, the question is so, uh, so good because a lot, I believe in like maybe servant leadership, right? And, and do I always do that? No, you know, but um, one of the things that has been working really well for me particularly is being values and purpose led. This idea that we're trying to create like a symbol of diversity and inclusion in the metaverse is what draws a certain kind of person in. Suppose if we started with and when we talk to people, if, you know, Himanshu and I are onboarding somebody and we're saying, hey, we're going to be the richest, biggest, multi-billion dollar, blah, 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 we'd attract people who probably we would be sitting at like a you know 20k following on twitter and like huge you know uh you know buzz would be there and it would be a different kind of a hype related thing because that's what we're putting out there when we meet people we're like we're trying to create this inclusive universe we're going to have all kinds of diversity blah 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 and then we attract people who care about that and then I don't have to be a great leader. I'm actually very disorganized. I sometimes give like contradictory guidance to people. I sometimes do all sorts of things. 20 people, there is no way one person or two people can lead 20 people. 20 people can only come together and co-create when each one independently knows where they fit in. So that maybe is a little bit of the part that I play where I can isolate some people so that they can focus on their work, bring other people in so that they can co-create with others, uh, you know, sort of like um, figure out how to how to do that a little bit. Do I do it well? No, no. But it's people who are like coming there because they know I've been hired to create music and the music has to be inclusive and diverse and fit this ethos and the story. And then they can just do that, whether I'm, 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 you know, able to do anything else. They're the ones then who like will be like, hey, this thing I'm seeing on the website would would make it difficult for people with these disabilities. Should we be thinking about that? Yes, let's add that for the next version of the website that we're going to do. You know, they are the ones who will come back now and start pointing out things that that is not even their lane. But their lane, the, the person who's writing the story can write a very diverse narrative. The person who's doing the, the visual art, Violetta, her, her, the amount of attention she's put in to creating diversity. I wouldn't even be able to like imagine some of the things that she's brought up. You know, the vitiligo skin, um, she was the one who came up with that idea because she had been really inspired when she was young looking at models trying to like do modeling and being repelled and excluded from the fashion industry because their type of skin somehow is not beautiful. And her intention has been to make 
every single BFP as beautiful as she possibly can. And she's scared. She's like sometimes thinking like, what if somebody gets an eye patch and they wanted a cute little girl, you know? What if you get a gender diverse, you know, uh, um, uh, a person with like, you know, long hair and a stubble and like pink flowers in the hair, you know, will people be accepting of that? Uh, and and so it's it's hard sometimes for her. It's hard sometimes for the team to figure out how do we because we're very, very cognizant of like the fact that all the all the things that sweep the floor are the the ones that are diversity related, right, in, in these projects. And so we know that. But yeah, the team manages itself. They manage me. I'm just fortunate that they are there and they haven't left me. And I hope they'll continue to be there because I think what we're doing is bigger than any one of us. Charmaine, I absolutely love um, and have really, truly enjoyed this conversation. And uh, we repeat it every time we have a guest, but we could go for like three hours of, you know, just speaking your brain. You, you have so much wisdom and, you know, uh, just also generosity in the way that you share. And I just, uh, yeah, I personally could go on and on, but I really want to be cognizant of the time. Uh, you know, we keep it to an hour for mental health purposes. Uh, we believe in everybody kind of you know, just changing, you know, just having different things to do, getting away from the phone and things like that. So I know we brought uh, Suli and Danny up. So if either of you have uh, maybe a quick closing question or comment, uh, we'll, you know, we'll go with you and then we'll let everybody go and hopefully get some fresh air, get moving. Uh, but yeah, Suli, I see you and Mike. How are you, my yes. dear? You, I yeah. am great. I'm sorry, Danny. I'll go first. Thank you so much. Um, um, <laughs> hi. First of all, I want to thank the hosts and uh, Jimena, Diana, and Daniel. Um, I see you constantly having this outer space series uh, for the community. Uh, well done. I may not attend that as often, but sometimes I do check out the podcast. So, um, yeah, good job. And um, Charmaine, hi. Um, I just want to give flower to Charmaine. Um, that I don't have uh, any particular question. I just want to highlight how I I think um how fortunate I am that I got stumbled into her and many of you, of course. Um, uh, I'm happy that our stars are you know aligned. She's such a wonderful person. Um, such a wonderful leader that she you know um leading this enchanted valley is so full of respect to the entire team um i uh, appreciate you share the very vulnerable backstory of you know your culture your experience um and and i see that is where you, you excel you you've done so well it's because your experience in you know um the cultural experience, um, your corporate life, and also activism uh, that you have gone through play such a key role in building Enchanted Valley in such an inclusive and BIPOC community. So I just want to give uh, flowers to you and everyone else. Yeah, short one. I'm done talking. You really, Charmaine and Sully, I think you ladies uh, and team have really gather just wonderful people and um, just brings me a lot of joy to know that people feel cared for that um, you know that people are in an environment that you know just brings the best out of them uh, yeah but then you know, yes, sorry dear. I'll, I'll keep no, it very go. quick but I will tell you that Sui Love is an example exactly of what I was talking where she's taking care of me. I don't even need to do anything. She keeps checking in on me, sending me beautiful like hearts and messages and always making sure like, you know, she's like, I don't need anything. Don't think about anything. I'm here for you. That's what she's about. Like I, I do nothing. She's like a pillar, you know, and an amazing person. So if people don't know her, please follow Sui Love. Please, please follow all the hosts here, Vizmesh. Everyone here is amazing. Thank you, Charmaine. Well, with that said, we have Danny uh, maybe to close the room. How are you, Danny? Welcome. 
Hi, thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Jimena and Daniel, for holding the space. I just uh, stumbled, quote unquote, accidentally on the space, and it's so wonderful because I'm so inspired and I relate so much to, I have two grown sons and I've been through a lot of what you're speaking about and I feel very committed to them and how much um, they change me and, 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 you know, inspire me to be better. But this whole project and this, it's, I've been in this space for about a year as well and, and I'm always looking to, to find people who really come from the heart, who really are doing something from, from love and this is amazing. So I just wanna say thank you, I'm so happy to be here um, and my question is very practical. I just want to know how, how can I be prepared for, for mint? Do I, do I buy as many artifacts as I want to have PF, PFPs or do I buy two artifacts if I want two? Um, because I just want to be ready and just be able to join you on this journey and just say, um, it's, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for that question. And, uh, you know, usually if my team members are here, there's one person, Jafat, who's uh, in Dubai right now, but he'll be messaging me saying, Charmaine, remind people about the artifact, remind people about the the mint price, because <laughs> I'll get carried away in my story and he's, he's not here. So thank you for that. I think like somehow, you know, <laughs> I'm very happy you asked this question. Uh, yes, first of all, thank you. Thank you for vibing with the project. And right now we have, you know, a few remaining. I think we're 80, 85% sold out and we're closing, uh, you know, uh, today, like at midnight Pacific time, we'll close our sales for the artifact, which is a collector's pass at 0.055E that was meant to be an accessible uh, entry point uh, for people who belong to smaller micro communities or people who the valley has called, you know, who are going to be there for the right reason. Like I'm very spiritual and I'm like, hey, Enchanted Valley, call your first and earliest residents who can help us grow our movement. And those are the type of people somehow who actually magically stumble onto the artifact. Um, five, you know, is, a, is the magical number for us. We have five different enchanted tribes, enchanted orders. The first one is the Fae, the next the Jinn, and so on. The Nymphs, the Water Nymphs, and then the Ephemeral Air Creatures, and the last one is a Surprise. And so some people are getting, if they can afford it, they get five so that they can get, uh, you know, one from each tribe. Other people are doing different things. Some people can barely afford one. And we have all these different giveaways and things that we do. Himena gave one away uh, so that we can just, again, create a very inclusive and diverse uh, collector base. It is a collector's pass. It has a lot of different utilities and free NFTs. And one of the things is it allows you to come and pick up, uh, you know, um, on uh, um, next uh, Sunday, um, the actual PFP uh, at a discount. The actual PFP is going to be uh, 0.08 ETH. And so at 0.055, this is a, a good uh, good value and a good deal. And so please only pick as many as you can afford. I know ETH is hard for everyone. We're going to be here for a long time and there'll be so many opportunities for people to continue and engage, uh, but we will never have another collector's pass. So this is going to be the only one we do. Uh, and, and we're just very privileged that you're thinking of even buying one because that means that you're here for a reason. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be buying mine today. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, again. And uh, so nice to meet you all. Thank you, Dani. That was an amazing question. I loved it. Um, and yeah, I'm just sending super prayers and love. And this is admirable, you know, to just uh, be able to support you, Charmaine, somebody from the clubhouse times, you know, doing these big things that I, I don't know that I could myself like go into such a uh, you know, just uh, initiative and kudos to you, kudos for moving organically, kudos for using your leadership uh, skills to, you know, just gather and build a good team. And yeah, sending you all my love, uh, just for everyone listening. Uh, we are not um, 
promoters in any ways we're not getting paid for this today at all like go check our wallets uh everything is in the blockchain we are just here for the love the respects and the value uh that we see in these conversations in order to share the wisdom and unlock something hopefully for you listening today and uh inspire you hopefully to go and take the step towards that that may be super scary that is maybe huge and you see that is maybe impossible but you know just believing in yourself and taking that step forward to make this world better that's literally the mission of these conversations and I can totally feel that we accomplished it today I feel really grateful for you Charmaine as always my complete love to Diana and Danielle uh, you know, for for just being the three of us creating this space over and over again, uh, out of the heart, out of the love, uh, sometimes with fancy words, sometimes without fancy words, uh, most times just trembling and bringing our idiosyncrasies in translation uh, and, you know, just weird accent uh, that's not key for everyone. But anyways, uh, we appreciate everyone here. And if you're connecting with us from the heart, uh, we appreciate it. And that's all. Charmaine, you're awesome. If you have a closing thought on Mike, share it out. And we'll close the room after that. Thank you, first of all, for doing this, Jimena. And um, the first or second space we did, I remember you were running late for one of these uh you know, uh, one of these scheduled uh, spaces and you just jumped into our room and you're like, what are you guys doing? Oh my God, your project is out. What do I do? Okay, I've minted and I just want to let you know I've minted and I'm leaving. Everyone, please uh, listen to whatever these people are saying. They're good. We had been not ha on spaces for a long time. We had been working in the background you know, uh, and had disappeared from social media and had done the social media hibernation for a few months, you came in and just validated everything we were doing. And your trust is huge, Jimena, but you and your heart is so big that you just, you know, you were there without asking for anything. So it's the opposite. Like, you know, I got paid. You, <laughs> you were like supporting me with ETH, you know, uh, and love um, unconditionally. So thank you for that. And, you know, I've been in a few of these, listened before, and Diana and Danielle, y'all, the three of you are just amazing hosts. And I hope people, you know, keep coming and listening to uh, the the information you're bringing, because I think it's always just like heart-led, soul-led, and really important. And I would just like to say, you know, there is an enchanted valley in all of us, inside us. There are these spaces that are strong, that are loving, that want to reach out to other people and see the humanity in others. And during these harder times, you know, whether it's a new variant of COVID or something happening on the geopolitical stage, something happening with your family, the best place where you can find strength and maybe respite and maybe some some sort of like sanctuary is probably somewhere within you already. And so nurture that water the flowers of your own enchanted valley deeply inside of you, uh, see it, let your inner child go and dance in that valley and be free, love yourself and give yourself permission for rest, give yourself permission for escape uh, because that is going to be needed as we go forward. You know, who knows? There's so much uncertainty in the world. It is okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take breaks. Uh, there's a lot of heaviness out there, but the hard work we need to do to change things and make it better requires self-care. And so with that love, uh, you know, for all of you who are here, I hope uh, we become friends. I hope to see all of you in different spaces in the future. And if I can ever be of any assistance or help, my DMs on Twitter are open. On Discord, I'm scared of Discord. So Discord DMs are closed, but on Twitter, they're open for, for anyone. Thank you, you just feel you just feel my love tank today, Charmaine. Thank you very much for for your words, Diani and Jimena. Thank you for being here as, as well, uh, and all the audience and everyone that has given us your time to to uplift uh, Charmaine's art story and, and and her project. Yeah, thank you, Charmaine. I'm heading over now. Uh, the artifact is the Mandela that's there. 
And yes. that's the one that mints, and then that's the one that then after gives you one of the um, PFPs, right? Yes, and you also get a crypto voxel ornament uh, shaped, uh, you know, like our logo that Sui Love has created, and a couple of other surprises. But yes, cool. one of the things cool. is yes. What a wonderful project, and I want to go and live in the valley. Because it sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> so thank you for creating that wonderful world <laughs> for for us. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just hanging out with us this past hour was really, really nice. I really enjoyed myself very much. Thank you, Hime. Thank you, Danny. Um, I don't know, Daniel, do we have any update on... on uh... No, we'll have a pop for everyone, but I will deliver the secret word once it's active, Charmaine. Uh, we needed to have a pop for you because it's a remarkable way to to recognize your work, your art, your voice. So there will be a pop once it's minted. I have already screenshotted uh, the participants, and I will deliver it for you. Cool! Oh, wow! Thank you so much. That is really a big surprise. Thank you. I am going to play a little music, and then I'll close the room. But again. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And uh, yeah, just sending everybody love and blessings and uh, rest. That was a good reminder. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us or join these conversations live via Twitter spaces, be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Look for our handles in the podcast description. Thanks again, and we'll see you again next time.